Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello. Thank you for going to the last Schwab Twires. Twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why it's can't like you Vive, say tires? Vive Clouseau. It's the same. Just thing. say tires. Uh, where, where do we pick up from? Hi uh, everyone. You're listening to the Center in the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. In 2014, a failed stand-up comic entered a contest called The Hunt for the Host. He did not win. Later, he was joined by an underperforming Oregon State fullback with a community college degree. These men, neither having earned the position and possessing no real skills, continue on as radio personalities. If you have nothing better to do on a Saturday morning, and if you can find them, maybe you can hear The Sinner and the Saint. Starring Luke Anderson. We got a lot of, we got a lot of gentlemen's clubs. Oh. How do you like those? Oh, hey, everybody. Mickey Mouse, no. It is now. Devolved into that. And Will Darkens. Ear or eye? Where do you want it? On 1080 The Fan. <laughs> yeah. All right, we made it to hour two. It's hour two of the Center of Saint. Luke Anderson, Will Darkens here with you. When you had that first line, it sounded like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Django Unchained. Did it? What's going on, Doc? Ah! Not what I was going for. I'll have to listen back and see if that's uh, factual. I'll have uh, to confirm that. Miss anything from hour one of this fine program, you can go to 1080thefan.com, download the Les Schwab Tires podcast. I should also mention, are we still doing that thing with the thing and the stuff here at the place? Sometimes. Your electronics, that thing, is that thing still going on? It's going on right now. Yeah, so come on down to uh, uh, Intercom Portland, uh, 0700 Southwest Bancroft, and we're collecting uh, old electronics and recycling them for you. Yes, gotta, make sure that you go online and check out the list of electronics that are acceptable before you bring down your washer and dryer. Wait, I can't bring down my dryer? No, unfortunately. Uh, my dryer crapped out. I'm trying to change the heating element. I got all tore apart. But you brought up your your desire to win a new washer and dryer. Yeah, this brings back the discussion, the hotly contested discussion we had one time, which is if you could win a basic household appliance, which one would you want to win? 55305 is better you today text line. If you had a choice between a new refrigerator, a new range, and oven, you could get a dishwasher, you could get a washer dryer, which one would it be? Uh, so send those in. And we'll uh, we'll we'll share people's thoughts and we'll see. But I mean, honestly, anything too. A new heater, a new air conditioner. I, I mean, mean, you give me a new air. Con- eh, my AC works fine, but it probably could work better. If you did a full overhaul of the system, I think I'd be okay with that. But that's a lot more expensive than a washer and dryer. And then there's the ever elusive uh, new tires. Yes, new tires. New tires. All four snow tires. You get free yeah. tires. If somebody gave me new tires, I can't tell you how ecstatic I would be. Yeah, and you don't have to put them on right away. Wait till the other tires get a little bit older. You got brand new tires? Oh, you're going to need them again Sweet. down the road. Yeah. No, it, and it's, if it's a coupon for it, and even if you change vehicles, yeah. oh, 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 
brother. And even if I go to Costco and they charge me like, what, 50 bucks to put them on, I'm still saving, what, $400? Well, it depends. Are you putting it on your SUV? I mean, you can get some new, uh, you know, mutters. It's actually the Prius. Sorry, what? It's the Prius. Putting it on the Prius. Oh, yeah. Then you're saving like 250 bucks. It's pretty awesome. Um, all right, so this is, I guess, officially now uh, one of the most highly anticipated NBA offseason. We're in the offseason. Things are about to get crazy. Would you care to take a guess who pointsbet.com has as the best odds to win the NBA championship next year? Uh, I'm going to go with... Ooh, Celtics? Los Angeles Lakers. Are you serious? The Los Angeles Wait, Lakers. Wait, really? Less than 24 hours after the Toronto Raptors won the franchise's first NBA championship Thursday, they beat the Golden State Warriors 114-110. We can't help but look ahead at next season. That, of course, includes tracking the odds for next year's NBA champs. Spoilers, it's a real shocker that maybe the odd makers know something the rest of us don't. The Los Angeles Lakers, the LeBron-led team that didn't make the NBA playoffs this year and finished the regular season with a record of 37-45, and 45, are currently the favorites to win the 2019-2020 NBA championship, according to points bet. I mean, that is a joke, right? I'm serious. Like that. I mean, I just read it. Do you think I took the time to write that out so I could read it to you as a joke? Dude, I, I mean, that is really one of the dumber things I've ever heard from Hollywood or from Hollywood, from Vegas. From Vegas. Dude, I, that, that I don't really know is. Points bet. I don't know how uh, dependable they are. It's not no, the West that's not points bet. There's no logic to that. It's just really stupid. <laughs> it's really, really stupid. Like, even if they get Anthony Davis, that team is complete garbage. Like, does anybody realize that? How awful that team is, except for LeBron James? Like, 37 and, and 45. They're, they're terrible. <laughs> They are absolutely awful. Brandon Ingram is like the only other piece that is like, okay. And again, that's it. That's in comparison. That's not even like objectively looking at him as a basketball player who he looks like he's half asleep. <laughs> Dude, they are awful. Who's their head coach again? Uh, didn't they hire Frank Vogel? Frank Vogel? Frank Vogel. And then didn't they hire Jason Kidd as the assistant to basically mask it and go, yeah, he's going to be the head coach halfway whoa, through the season. Whoa, 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 whoa. Frank Vogel had some nice years in Indiana. This is what makes me not trust <laughs> Vegas. This is so stupid. This is one site in Vegas. It's really dumb. Whoa. Okay. How, tell me how you really feel about it, though. Take a breath. What do you think of the Los Angeles Lakers? Pretty good? They're they're really bad, dude. <laughs> I mean, here here's where their uh, judgment is, right? Yeah. They traded D'Angelo Russell because they uh, they deemed him absolutely useless. He's the best player on Brooklyn. Was an All Star. Okay. Now here, considered a perennial great okay, scorer. Okay. Here's what you're, here's what you're doing. Okay. Will, Will you're making the common mistake? You're using your emotion and you're thinking that Vegas picks what they think will happen. Mm -hmm. Vegas picks what they think people think will happen. Oh, so they're really stupid. No, no. What they're saying is Lakers fans are stupid, and if they put the long odds on it, everybody will bet on it. So what they do is they put the the bet odds in their favor, going, "Oh my God, they've got LeBron. Everybody thinks Kawhi is coming here. There's going to be a rush of bets on the Lakers. 
we're going to put them at the best odds so we don't lose money. That's all That's all they're trying to do. Dude, I don't think anybody thinks they're going to win. I, I How many people think, live in Los Angeles? I, I think most of the Los Angeles. Didn't you see the quote-unquote riot they had outside <laughs> Staples Center? No, I didn't. There's a bunch of, what, 18, 19-year-old bros who were like fire. Oh, they wanted to fire yeah. LeBron. Oh, yeah, that was a while back. Dude, yeah. I don't even think Laker fans think they're going to win. That's why I find this absolutely ridiculous. Even <laughs> if that's the logic we're going off of, that Vegas is like, we think other people think the Lakers will win the NBA title. No, no one thinks that. Well, Everyone is kind of like a, mutually agreeing. Like, even if you get Anthony Davis, you're still not winning a title. You'll get in the playoffs. That's fine. You'll get spanked. Okay, so there's a guy that just won, I believe, $100,000 because he put a long shot bet on the St. Louis Blues to win the championship. There are enough Lakers fans, you give them good enough odds, they will go and put down money just because. The guy who spent $400 on a bet won $100,000 on his team. There are more bros out there that go, the Lakers are my team that are willing to bet on it than anybody else. Sorry to derail so much. I just thought that was funny, but you're you're Dude, very upset. About I it. mean, really though, that's why I'm. That's <laughs> why I'm so. You are against, officially flabbergasted. No, that's why I'm so against this whole idea that like we have to pay attention to what Vegas does, because sometimes what they do is so illogical. Like this is really really illogical. If, yeah. Again, I want to I want to I want to make sure we're going on the same logic here, right? Yeah. They're thinking that everybody else thinks. The Lakers will win the NBA Finals, if right? You, if you set the odds long enough that everybody will bet on the Lakers, yeah. Yeah, I don't think anyone is. Okay, well, no, they're not now. Like, I think and if they did, if they did, they're not going to win a lot of money, which is, I think, the the whole point of it. I just, uh, I mean, <laughs> really. All right, quickly, what do the Blazers need to do in order to create a championship team? Uh, put enough pieces together uh, for a trade that you don't really have to get Jimmy Butler. Even, that, oh. Yeah, I, I really do believe that. And the only reason I do believe that is because... Well, Jimmy of, Butler said he's testing free agency, so he's a free agent right now. So what you're saying is just make trades to open up cap space to pay him a max contract. Exactly. Okay. That's really what you need to do. And you need to make trades that will send CJ somewhere else. And I, I know this is the whole trade CJ thing that we're very <laughs> famous love. for. But again, <laughs> it, if, you, if you're kind of taking the whole you know 500 million mile look at all of this... Uh, Jimmy Butler is a better version of CJ McCollum because he can play just as good, maybe a little less efficient offense, but what you lose, what little amount you lose on that end, you get back in defense yeah. and you also get back in a really tough and aggressive leader. And I think CJ for the most part, even though I know he's a very competitive guy, he kind of shares that same or not shares. He kind of has that passiveness about him. Is Jimmy Butler a great leader though? I mean, he, he, Earned his way out of Chicago by uh, talking, you know, uh, enough trash against what the team did around him. He was hated in Minnesota to the point where he challenged the rest of the starters in practice, whooped them, then demanded a trade, ended up in Philadelphia where he seemed not to get along with Joel Embiid, and now he's leaving after half a season. Yeah. Okay. Better leader than C.J. McCollum. Just to make sure that's on the record. Okay. All right, uh, we are going to talk a little baseball. We're going to have Jen Ellis back in with you, and we also have some big news. She has a new job in baseball. We'll share what that is next, and we'll talk a little baseball uh, before we get back probably more into off-season basketball.
to wrap things up. All right, we'll do that next. Center and Saint on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back. Luke Anderson, Will Darkens, and as we are this time every work week during baseball season, we're joined again by Jen Ellis. Yay. Hello, everyone. Happy Pride. Happy Father's Day. Yeah, happy weekend. You. Father's Day Pride weekend? Yes, it's always on uh, Father's Day. It's, US, it's Father's US Open Pride weekend? Uh, oh, yeah. No? <laughs> I would avoid those jokes. Okay. Well, 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 well. They're not yeah. jokes. Well. It's just I'm dumb. Very different. Um, Dumb all right, guy. <laughs> uh, so, Jen. Hey. You joined us for baseball season this yes. year, and then you had an opportunity to get another job. You had yeah. an audition a few weeks ago, and we've talked about this. You auditioned right. for the public address announcer Correct. at the Hillsboro Hops. Yes. Did you get that job? I did not. Uh, <sighs> who did? Uh, one Jason Swigard. Yeah, I've heard of, of him. 1080 The Fan. So, I've, I've heard him before. You can hear him across the room. Across yeah. the building. <laughs> <laughs> across Portland. <laughs> All the way across. Uh, but that is, yes, that is not... fantastic. Nece- but it's not you know, necessarily yeah. a bad thing that you didn't win. Correct. Uh, I am also a loser. I did not win the hunt for the host. I was right. second place in that. Uh, yes. What did uh, the Hillsborough Hops offer you instead of the so, public address announcer? So uh, they actually were, quote, unquote, blown away by my skill set. <laughs> <laughs> so they wanted to create a position for me that they haven't really had before as a regular uh, permanent position. Uh, and I guess technically there's no set job title yet, but I guess it would be on-field uh, ballpark host. Yeah. So, on-field MC ballpark host, <laughs> uh, game day ballpark host. So there's you no. You need like, to be more confident know, with that to, so Will can get I, I his applause. To, right. I know. I need to figure out the exact title of of what it is that I'll be doing. But so what uh, will you be doing? So what I'll be 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 be, be is they were blown away <laughs> by your skill set. You said yes, indeed. I can speak so clearly every morning. Um, so I'll be there on uh, home games, and you'll see me up on the jumbotron. So I'll be out in the crowd and, you know, talking to people about whatever, you know, different events are going on. If it's like the Latino Heritage Night, perhaps there's like the 50-50 raffle sponsorships and whatnot. So I'll be out there talking to them about their organizations and uh, just raising awareness in the community. And also, you know, doing lots of fun things like the, you know, like the watermelon eating contests or the, you know, race around the bases or the kids that run from, you know, center field out to steal second base and who wins and yeah. those kinds of things. So the on, on your market set go, girl. And it, <laughs> and entertaining the crowd. Out yes. in between innings. Uh, that's yeah, fantastic. Absolutely. Well, congratulations. Uh, yeah, thank you. Everybody said I had a face for radio, so. Uh, but no, you know, here you are. You're going to be on TV. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And you're going to get decked out in all the hops gear. Yeah, I know. I'm excited. Yeah. It'll be cool to get a Portland Mavericks hat. Yeah. Yeah, I want to get one of those. For sure. Yeah. I love the old Mavericks hat. And they yeah. just they just recirculated the documentary on Netflix, oh, The yes. Battered Bastards of Baseball. Yeah, so, so good. Yeah. If you've never seen it, it's oh. uh, it's really good. The first independent baseball team was the Portland Mavericks. Yeah, and it's, cool and it's got really awesome footage of Portland in the 70s. Yep. It's so cool. It's <laughs> such, such a great, great documentary. For sure. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we also have, uh, from the fan, Joe Fisher is doing sound, uh, yeah. sound for yes. you as well. So yeah. Joe Fisher, Jason Swigard, and Jen Ellis yeah. all out of the hops games. What stuff. did you say? 1080 the hops? <laughs> 1080 the hops. Well, I yeah. think they're missing is me. Well, yeah, I what know. are you doing? Well, Go out there and uh, do some Snapchat or something. Seriously. I'd probably be pretty useless on a baseball team. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, but, you know, I mean, if you come out to Hops games, you can see a lot of upcoming 
uh, baseball stars that are the future big leaguers. You know, I mean, the the Hops are the affiliate of the D- Diamondbacks, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yep. And we'll get to see a lot of players that will probably end up in the majors one day. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. 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 So yeah, start yeah. watching them Exciting. now. And then when Portland gets their team, you'll yeah. get to see yeah, right. When they get their team yes. uh, in 2028. Right. So that'll be that'll be awesome. The year 3000. When the city decides <laughs> that they actually want to build a public <laughs> transit system to a baseball stadium. Right. Yeah. Uh, All right. So a couple there, couple things <laughs> happened in Major League Baseball yeah. this week, and I wanted to get your take on it. So Ian Desmond had a inside the park home oh, run. Oh, yes. Yeah. And then we had uh, two guys go for the cycle this yes. week. Yeah. Uh, so Shohei, Shohei Otani. Yes. Uh, Who is a pitcher, mind you. Yeah, so he hasn't Shohei, even pitched this season. He's recovering from Tommy John surgery. Yeah, yeah, so Otani is a Japanese player that was like the the big deal in baseball yes. last year. It was yeah. the the huge uh, sweepstakes to who could get the you know the modern day Babe Ruth. Who right, doesn't look like Babe Ruth. He's no, very statuesque, uh, young much man. more handsome. Ooh, yes. <laughs> uh, so he went for the cycle, and then um, the Indians, Jake Bowers, Jake Bauer, on the Indians, yeah, uh, went for the cycle as well. Cooler moment, the the cycle or the inside the park home run? Both yeah. are crazy. Well, I know they both are crazy, and that's the thing, too. It's like this season I've already seen Nick Hundley hit an inside the park home run for the A's, and also I was watching uh, Hunter Pence did it just like last week for the Rangers. Yeah, and then Ian and now, Desmond did I know, it yesterday. It seems like, yeah, it seems like that's happening a lot, too, which is funny because what do they call it, Little League home run? <laughs> yeah, for yeah, sure. But it's so much fun to see, you know, I mean, especially Hunter Pence. I mean, he runs around the bases in 15 seconds anyway. But Yeah, and you know, he looks like he's running yeah. from, like, a, a gator on a golf cart <laughs> with has a box on the uh, – Gaspar. Yeah, I think the only other Sorry. player that's ever run around the bases faster is Adam Adam Rosales, Rosie. Well, and I don't yeah. know that he's that fast, but no. he just looks yeah. like he's doing everything. Because he's so wiry everything. and like his every all of his appendages are just flying yeah. all over the place. Yeah, one of my daughters, two and a half, <laughs> runs like she's going as fast as any person's ever <laughs> yes. run, but she goes like a mile an hour. Right. But just all arms flailing. That's yes, Hunter Pence exactly. Running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what do you prefer? I know. Well, the thing is, too, with like the cycle, you know, so many people are against it because one of the A's broadcasters always, he's just like, nah, I'm not impressed because he thinks in terms of like, well, you know, if you, you get rid of all the hard plays first, you hit a home run first, and then you hit a triple in the, your next at bat, and then you hit a double, and then you only need a single left to hit for the cycle. But at your next at bat, you hit a triple, and you stop at first base just to get the cycle. It's but like, who, eh, who's who really going to do that, yeah. you know? But I know a lot of people are are totally against it. But I think it's fun to see. I think it's really cool. Well, I think all those all, inside the park home runs and hitting for the cycle. Yeah, like, <gasps> yeah the the quirky yeah. things. Um, also, Zach Granke uh, was oh, what yeah. six innings into a no hitter. Yeah, and he came out and said, "He goes, yeah, I don't care about that." He yeah. goes, "I actually prefer to have it broken up because yeah. I don't need that kind of pressure on me." Yeah, he said it's more of a hassle than it's worth. You know, it's like, oh, <laughs> it's okay, more trouble right. than it's worth to throw a no hitter. Yeah. Do you hold that in high praise? Like, if you have a you know all time great, and Zach Granke is. I mean, oh he's, yeah, he's, he's been fantastic. one of the best pitchers over the last and decade. the dumbest hair in baseball. He does have terrible so hair. Stupid. He's the Ricky yes. Fowler hair of, of yeah. baseball, but. Um, right. Do you kind of agree with him that maybe we overblow some of those things? Sometimes, and I, I like I think I've said it before too. It's like I feel like a lot of times when a pitcher is really great, you know, I feel like a lot of games go no hitter into the fifth inning. You know, it's like I, I, it it seems like 
you know, when a game is going well, obviously if it's, you know, if, if uh, the opposing team hits a hit, makes a hit in the first inning, it's like, oh, well, no big deal. But yeah, yeah then yeah. you rattle off 27 yeah. straight outs or whatever. And it's, and it's like, you know, cares? I mean, yeah, the A's had, you know, they called up a guy from from the minors last week. He made his his debut as a starter. Uh Tanner Anderson. He has this really high leg kick that's really kind of graceful and cool to watch when he's when he's pitching. And he had, you know, a, a no hitting, no hit, no hitter into the fourth inning in his in his debut, you know. And yeah. and then he went into the, you know, halfway through the fifth inning and and then, you know, somebody got a hit off him at the end. But well, like yeah. Philip Umber has a perfect game against the Mariners. He was a guy that pitched for the White Sox, I think, at the time. And then he was out of Major League Baseball within a year and playing around the world. And I don't think he ever made it back. There's a guy yeah. for the Giants did it a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of those kind of anomaly things. It's like, would you rather be Zach Granke or right. have a perfect game in the half season you pitched in the bigs? Yeah, exactly. You know, so. Yeah, because he's, I mean, you know, it's like you look at people like, you know, Clayton Kershaw and Madison Bumgarner side by side. And it's like, well, they've equally achieved you know uh amazing feats in baseball but i don't think Bumgarner has a no hitter but kershaw has two yeah but you know Bum- but kershaw Bumgarner- doesn't have a world yeah, series exactly. ring and Bumgarner has three so it's like well you know yeah and Bumgarner's a jerk i mean well <laughs> i mean they all are did, but, you, yeah. did you see uh yeah, muncie's the, yes i loved it it was so great so if you missed he gets it so mad so yeah so if, if you missed it uh max muncie hits a home run out into like McCovey way cove. out into mccovey cove yeah and uh madison Bumgarner's yelling at him as he goes down yeah. first base and what was his yeah response? he says don't look at the ball you run you run and then uh in the in the Post-game interview, Muncie said, well, if he didn't want me to look at the ball, he should go get it out of the bay. <laughs> well, it, well, he told him on the way to first yeah. base, he goes, if you don't want me to look at it, go get it out of yeah, the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, <laughs> go get, get it out of the ocean. Yeah. So then he printed the T-shirt, yep. and he was wearing it this week. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, one other thing, and this was a couple weeks ago, but it ended up being a pretty big talking mm-hmm. point. It just kind of fits in with what we're talking about here. There was a minor league team that had a no-hitter going. Oh, yeah. And in the ninth inning, the guy comes up to bat. It's a three-run lead for the the, the team that has the no-hitter. And the guy bunts it oh, and yeah. gets a base Yes, hit. yeah. Unwritten rules of baseball. I know uh, uh, Andy Dirt Johnson was all fired up about it. Mike yeah. Lynch was all pissed off about yeah. it as the unwritten rules of baseball. How do you feel about the unwritten rules yeah. of baseball and – in the ninth inning trying to win a game. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't even a one guy's no-hitter. It was a combined no-hitter. Right, yeah. You know, the bunting thing I think is funny because I feel like a lot of people have been doing that to beat the shift right now. Yeah. You know, because all the teams, you know, Matt Olson on the A's, you know, his big, gigantic, tall, you know, six-foot-seven first baseman, and uh, the whole infield is shifted to the right for him. And he bunts it down the third baseline, doink, 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 and it goes all the way into left left field, field, you know, and he gets to second on a bunt. And it's like, that's how you beat the shift. They have to come up with creative ways. And if it means bunting, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, like, Josh Reddick has a a shirt that says, you know, like, uh, best way to bunt, don't hit a dinger, (laughs) you know. And it's like, well, you know, I mean, yeah. But in the, you know, strategery of baseball, (laughs) you know, I mean, it seems like, Right now, I like I like to see that happen. So do you I. Know, and, and it happens against the A's, too. I mean, you know, and it's like, oh, man, how did they not know that guy was just going to bunt it down the third baseline when they're all shifted over to the right, you know? Well, exactly. And I just think the unwritten rules of baseball, it's like if you want to win, yeah. do, do, do whatever you need. Yeah, do whatever yeah. you need to win. And, and the yeah. fact that we could go and, you know, condemn a guy for that. If it were so easy yeah. to bunt for a base hit, wouldn't you do it every yeah. time you got up? why wouldn't everybody do it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 55305 is the better you today text sign. P1 Raymond's 
actually asking before we head over to break. Hey, Jen, maybe you can explain how Tani can be recovering from Tommy John and still be able to be a full-time DA. I know, right? I have no idea. <laughs> how does that happen? He has this crazy, um, weird, like, uh, what do you call it? Those, like, the arm know, protector, those arm yeah, protector brace, things yeah. that they have. And his looks like a, it looks like a robot. It looks like yeah. a, like a Well, Barry, Barry Bonds used to look yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 So. Well, <laughs> that was, you know. Well, I know, but he, he also had yeah. the armor. He had like that gigantic. Like, yeah. He yeah. used to look like a lot of things. Right. <laughs> yeah, he also had an oversized head. And all of a yeah. sudden, massive. Yeah. Yeah. One of my claim to fame is um, making Barry Bonds laugh. I have a picture of it. You do? I have a picture of me making Barry Bonds laugh. I don't know what I was saying. Uh, well, I was probably fun. saying, I hate the Giants. <laughs> and uh, it's like, no, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. The, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim are truly right. a marvel in baseball, yes. how they could have two of the most talented baseball players in the history of and the game. And still not make it to the postseason. Be terrible. Yeah. The Los Angeles <laughs> Angels of, of Disneyland. Yeah. Um, exactly. Okay. Well, Jen, yeah. congratulations. Thanks, you uh, guys. First Hops home Yay. game is Friday. Next Friday is uh, the home opener, fireworks night, and everything. Come on out for the homestand. Next Friday, what's mm-hmm. the date on that? 21st, the I believe. 21st. Yeah. So there yeah, you go. 21. If you want to go uh, spend more time with the fam, yeah. just go out to uh, go out to Hillsboro and uh, check out the Hops. We'll all be there. Home opener. Everybody will be there from the, <laughs> the fam. The whole uh, staff. Congratulations. Thank you so we much. We couldn't be you more guys. proud of you. That'll be yes. awesome. Yeah. Uh, all right. When we get back, we'll dive back into the NBA offseason. Uh, we kind of derailed the first uh, conversation about that by mentioning the Lakers. We'll try not to do that, and we'll uh, get to that after the news. All right, welcome back. Luke Anderson, Will Darkens with you. Watching uh, LPGA golf on the TV for some reason. Whatever channel Swag left it on, I haven't been paying attention. I'm not sure why it's not on the U.S. Open, but... I got it on ESPN, and they're doing college baseball. This is, again, the time of year where you just kind of sit around and wait for some NBA news, some juicy camp news out of the NFL, and wait for August to come around when uh, everybody's going to camp in college football and watch movies. You watch movies. Just watch movies, That's man. what you do. Yeah, I might just take next weekend off. It's good oh, point. really? I don't know. I haven't decided. I haven't decided. I think I'm filling in with Isaac this week. I'm going to be doing some uh, prime time this week. I was thinking about doing a, uh, if you are going to do that, just do a one-man show and see what happens. You want to? Just yeah, I'll, I'll take the weekend off. I don't know how that would go. I really don't. I'd have to probably book two guests, two phone guests. Okay. And then you'd have to set up the call yourself and do it that way. Yeah. Well, then you have Jen come in. You guys can talk baseball. Sure, that's true. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, we couldn't. Why not? Because I don't know S about baseball. I know, but that's half the fun of it is you can do it. Just set her but, up well, and let her knock him down. Isn't that hosting the one-man show? It's like it's you have to travel into your uh, the, the uncomfortable topics and territories, and you have to do some research on baseball. I think I'll have to just listen have, to a lot of tape of Colin Cowherd. Have, uh, have Swag or Harold. Have Harold stay over and do the first segment about golf with him. And then do like a, a cross or, or get him to talk about something else that he likes in sports. Or pick out three topics and then just every other segment, just read the entire article about it. <laughs> just narrate the article. No, no really in-betweens or like my own type of uh, writing to it. It's just yeah. literally reading the article. 55305 is the better you today text line. What, uh, what topics would you like me and Will to hit this summer that, have either something to do with sports or nothing to do with sports that Preferably you think we know nothing, nothing about about nothing that you think we know nothing about right 
So we'll hit things that it's just like, oh yeah, you guys, you guys can't talk about that, and we'll try to, we'll try to talk intelligently about it every week. Mm. We'll do our our week's worth of research, which we'll forget to do until the topic comes up, and they'll be like, oh yeah, I didn't actually do any research. Let's BS our way through this. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what Google's for. That's very true. Google is Google. the The time of Google is absolutely amazing. That you know, I was, you have a conversation, and you, you get like less and less into it. It feels like before you just go, oh, I'm going to just Google it. Like it used to be you'd sit there and argue about who was the third pick in the 1998 NFL draft or whatever, ad nauseum until, you know, somebody could get to a book or find a computer or whatever. Now it's like you get like halfway in an argument like, there's no way that's – let's look it up. Let's just look it up. Like you don't even get a raised voice. Your heart doesn't even start – I don't even know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. You know, I was actually thinking about this recently, and I don't know why I got this specific about it, but – I, I was thinking about how most people say that it would be so hard to be in school before the internet because writing papers, doing research or anything like that would take you so much time yeah. and so much effort to go find the information. But then I thought to myself and I was like, well, actually you might have it to your advantage because I think with most people or with most teachers, when they have a grading scale, they now take that uh, you know, that thing into consideration, which is that information is so easy to access and yeah. then say you need to be a better writer. I think back then in terms of like writing papers, you might've gotten a great grade just because you were so great at research. What do you think the chances are that high school kids are putting out better papers, like far and away better papers than we did when we were in high school? Not very good because yeah. I think it's lazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, you go to Wikipedia that here was the best trick about Wikipedia and it's not even really a trick, it's just really a tactic, is that you don't go there and just take the information off you of it. You go and grab the bibliography from the bottom. Yes, you go yeah. there, you find, I figured you find that a quote bibliography. I figured that in one second. Yeah. No, but you yeah. would be surprised, dude. Most people, they just take from Wikipedia, and mm -hmm. they're like, well, I don't know, it's all on that page. Yeah, just go to the bibliography at the end, yeah. there's sources. Exactly, and just use those sources, yeah. and then you can cite them. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's... Uh, it's that difficult. 55305, better you today text line. We're always getting some uh, good stuff here about uh, what we should be talking about this Cricket. summer. Uh, no, one is when, uh, let's see here, the migration patterns of the common barn swallow. Oh, yeah. I could get into this, the barn swallow. Is that a laden or unladen swallow? What? I don't know. It's a Monty Python line. Oh, is it? Just seeing if you. I don't watch that. Okay. It's garbage. I beg your pardon. Yeah, it's garbage. How dare you? I, I uh, also kind of, I, uh, talk I, Mount Tabor bicycle racing. I uh, well, is that is that like the zoo bombers? Mm. Are they racing down the hill, killing each killing each other and themselves? Do you I remember remember the X Games when they used to do the stand up downhill skateboarding. Do they still do that? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That seems stupid. I do want to not gloss over the idea that I said that Monty Python is garbage and just want to explain myself here. You can try. Some comedy doesn't age well. Pull up uh, pull up the fish scene and, in the break and tell me that doesn't age well. It the fish, fish duel. It's like Will Ferrell in the 2000s. Like, it, it doesn't really age well. Will Ferrell's still really funny, but for the most part, the breadth of his work, like if you go back and watch the first Anchorman, it's just kind of like, yeah, but I never okay. like I I was never a huge Will Ferrell fan. The, th the thing about comedy that allows it to endure is there's an element of nostalgia to it. 
And it's like watching a movie that you loved as a kid or watching that same movie or the similar movie the first time as an adult. Like when, when I was a kid, I loved Goonies. So now if I watch Goonies, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is total cheese ball. Uh, you know, the, these kids are obviously idiots. And I'm talking comedy specifically. No, no, I, I understand what you're saying. But the first time I watched Stand By Me, I was an adult. All my buddies that watched Stand By Me when they were kids can't acknowledge that, like, oh, these movies are kind of terrible. But I loved Monty Python when I was a kid. So half of it is just me going, oh, yeah, I remember this is hilarious because it conjures up a lot of good memories. It gives you that dopamine rush that you need from nostalgia. And that makes it funny. Uh, the other day, uh, Boss Man sent out a, a whole email that was just a line from Monty Python. It made me chuckle. And if you didn't like Monty Python, you'd be like, what the hell is he talking about? There's other movies, though, like Annie Hall. Have you ever seen Annie Hall? Yeah, Annie the, Hall, fighting, fighting the lobsters in the kitchen. Annie Hall ages incredibly. Yeah, It does, man. Okay. It has modern techniques that they use, the whole yeah. kind of like breaking fourth wall, out of sequence shots, the whole thing about him and his friend calling each other. I forget which name it is, but the entire movie, they just call each other one name. Mm. It's really odd. Yeah, There's something about that movie that I think endures for most people. And if you ask most people, they always go, yeah, it's a funny movie. Yeah, well, listen. But there's... you get varying reactions with Monty Python, which is just like, yeah, I, I, I guess I get what they're doing, but it's kind of ridiculous and it's not funny it depends on your reference point though it's just like anything else adam sandler you could say the same thing didn't age well but it's also because he kept yeah. making he kept making movies like if i go back and watch billy madison great if i watch one of his new netflix movies and you go oh yeah that's really really terrible but i'll still watch young adam sandler not that he was funnier i just watched billy madison 25 times and i've watched happy gilmore 100 times and every time happy gilmore comes on i'm going to sit there and laugh because it's funny and it's nostalgic. There's a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah? No? Eh. How high? Or no, I'm sorry, not how, how high. high. Um, Half-Baked. Half-Baked works for you? Half-Baked's really funny. Yeah, you loved Half-Baked the first time you saw it. I still love it today. Yeah, again, There nostalgic. are really, really you're funny parts you're to You're discounting nostalgia. I know, but you're <laughs> laughing about Half-Baked just thinking about Half-Baked. I can do that with Monty Python. It, it was, it was uh, back in the 80s, me, the crew, and old James. Wait a second. There was no old James. This is nostalgia. See, this is, that, those are those are funny concepts. I, uh, I feel now, like... <laughs> dude, there's a whole... I, I'm, how, just how going back with Monty, I'm just going back with Monty Python, and I'm saying that yeah. the, their tactics and the way that they produce comedy, it's just old. Pull there's up, nothing about it that ages well. Okay, okay, pull up Fish Duel. Okay, it's what? Them dueling with fish. Watch it in the break. Okay. I, I I remember this now. It's not. It's stupid. It's goofy stupid. Yes. What's wrong with it? It's oh, and half baked is serious. It's goofy stupid. Serious comedy. It's goofy stupid dressed up as like. Okay. Hey, this is very funny. Pull up the lumberjack song. Ugh. What? That's the other thing. Comedy and music. Pull up the lumberjack. No. Just knock it off. And then when we come back, we'll tell you what to watch for the weekend. This is the Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore Showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. 
Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. And are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint. On 1080 The Fan. Did you watch any Monty Python during the break? No, I looked at pictures of Shakira half naked. <laughs> Probably a good option. I mean, no, I didn't. Better you today, text line. Comedy is so subjective. Scrub that browser. I mean, it was just straight up boob. I kind of I stumbled into it. That's the that's the crazy part. You went to, you went to find, find Monty Python. You went to find Monty Python. You just ended up on boob pics. Yeah, somehow I yeah. my fingers slipped and I went to slebknockers.com. Yeah. Well, anyways, what in sports, if anything, are you gonna watch this weekend? Well, if I uh, get my TV up here and scroll through uh, ESPN before I find something that looks even remotely like a sporting event that's entertaining, I would tell you, uh, let's see, Sports Center, Sports Center, Sports Center, Sports Center, Sports Center, Sports Center. <laughs> there's, there's literally nothing. 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 You won't watch any of the U.S. Open? I'm I mean, not going to watch uh, hours of mock drafts for the, the NBA draft uh, on Thursday. The workouts. They had somebody. There's some guy. I forget who it was from what school, but they were comparing him to. That guy from that school that I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, James Harden. Yeah, they were comparing. They were doing some, some James Harden comparison. <laughs> He'll end up being a sixth man on a really good team. They get traded away and lead a team to almost get somewhere. Have the greatest dad athletic bot ever. <laughs> Athletic How does he move, dude? I don't know. Moves pretty well. He's fat, not with a P. Well, here's the thing: is I'm, I love I love Sunday golf, uh, and the U.S. Open is is fantastic. Home but the, the herd with Colin sorry, what? Yeah, got it. Don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> just everybody, just pay no attention to Colin Coward. Um, but my problem with the U.S. Open being on the West Coast is it doesn't start the television broadcast doesn't start till two o'clock tomorrow, and it goes into the evening. I don't like that. I want my golf in the morning. I want to wake up and be able to watch, be be done by 4 o'clock in the afternoon. It's going till 9 p.m. It's really long. How the hell are they going to even uh, golf that long? Well, I mean, sunset is 9 p.m., but they'll do the, you know, ceremony, trophy oh, ceremony or whatever, and they'll be wrapping it up as the sun sets. But, yeah, that's my only problem with the U.S. Open tomorrow is it's just going to go so late into the day. Play it on the East Coast. Play it, uh, you know, uh, play it over in uh, upstate New York or somewhere. Play it on Long Island. That'd be just fine for me. It's cool that it's at Pebble Beach. It's great. But I want it earlier in the day. Is that too much to argue for? But I will be watching and see if Brooks Kapka can make a run today because I think that'll be interesting. I mean, he's won back-to-back, um, and he's, you know, on one of these historic runs as far as uh, what he's been able to do in majors. He's only three back, I think, to start the day. Um Sorry, five back to start the day because I forgot Gary Woodland went absolutely crazy. Uh, so five back to start the day, but if he could move today and see what he can do tomorrow, it'll be interesting. And Aaron Wise is right there. He's only four back. He's five under. Uh, Oregon's own Aaron Wise. So that's what I'm watching for. Cool. 
You just don't care. I just, you know, sports to me at this time of year, it's just kind of like. You realize we're doing a sports show all summer. Yeah, I understand. It's just like, it's so reaching. It all really is super reaching. Like, I feel like this is when the Nietzsche's come out where it's like, hey, let's pay attention to golf or the college baseball world series or something like that. Like, but you have no. to be local with no local teams in the college baseball world series. You and even lost, baseball bros are kind of like, yeah, we're not really to fall yet. So, well, but it's also vacation time, right? Like this is the time of year where it's like your kids are out of school, plan the family vacations. There's, I mean, there's a good reason for it. It does kind of work out that the boys summer are going to be there if you want them. And if you don't care of what's going on in baseball, you don't have to pay attention to it. Uh, I'm, I'm becoming a twins fan more and more every day, even though the Mariners can beat the A's, they can't beat anybody else. So I'm going to try to watch as many different teams in baseball as I can over the next, uh, however many months, just kind of, kind of, I'm going to step back and, and I think until Portland gets a team, I'm kind of recuse my fandom and just be more of a free agent for baseball. I already know what you're going to do. What's that? You're going to purchase yourself a John Deere or something similar lawnmower riding mower. You're going to ride your mower. You're going to have your really huge 1980s headphones on yes, with antennas on both sides. Yeah. And you're just going to be flipping through baseball games, riding on your mower, listening to just listening to August and July baseball. <sighs> and it's going to be glorious. All right. Uh, what to Watch is brought to you by our friends at Encore Audio Video. If you're looking for home automation or a custom home theater, no better place to start than Encore Audio Video's showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl District. Well, what are you watching outside of sports? You're not going to watch, watch any sports. Yeah, I saw uh, Pulp Fiction was on uh, Netflix, so that might be a uh, it might be a Pulp Fiction night. That's one of those movies where you got to go back and just kind of watch it every once in a while. Yeah, I'm going to go back and watch uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Last few times I've had a Monty Python itch, I've gone Life of Brian, which is fantastic, and a movie you would love. But I'm going to go watch the Holy Grail. I think here's my problem with Monty stupid. Python, is that they, like, they literally, they just kind of, there's no subtlety. They just kind of, there's even moments where it's supposed to be funny, where they're vocally explaining to you why it's funny, and it's like, mm. okay, I get it. I know. I understand you guys are goofy. You guys yeah. are some wacky buggers. It it is it is silly. I will not argue with that, but I will say there is some subtlety. They have some uh they have more. I fart in your general direction. Uh, that's not it, but there is some subtlety. You smell of elderberries? It's in the same sequence. It's not all, you know, knock you over the head with fart jokes. I mean, this is in the same vein and I will admit that um if anybody's ever seen the if anybody's ever seen the movie Sex Drive, I've not seen is that. No, nothing. Okay, I seen it. so they made this really stupid movie, Sex Drive. Oh, is that the uh, Matt Parker, Trey? St- uh, no, 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 Trey Parker, Matt Stone. No, that's not that one. Okay. Um, what one's that? Orgasmo? Oh, orga- oh yeah, Orgasmo is ridiculous. <laughs> you it's, love that one though. It's very stupid, funny. <laughs> uh, so they made this movie Sex Drive, and it's really, really terrible. But they also made a completely unedited version of it. Now, they do this from time to time, right? They make an edited version of movies, and there's really nothing different about it. The unrated version? Yeah, unrated, yeah. unedited, yeah. whatever. It's not unedited. You have to edit sure. some. So they do the unrated version, whatever. And I remember in college, one of my buddies got the unrated version of it. We started watching it. And there's scenes where they have chase scenes. And the chase scenes are through cornfields. And they've replaced most of the B footage with just some dude some dude's schlong <laughs> swinging back and forth. 
running through a cornfield, and they'll keep it on screen for like three minutes at a time, just this schlong bouncing back and forth. Completely unnecessary. And it was at that moment you're watching it, just like, this is terrible. And the reason that he doesn't like Monty Python, folks, is because it lacks the subtlety he needs, but could not get through the description of the schlong running through the cornfield without laughing hysterically. All right, well, we'll be back uh, next week, maybe. We'll see what happens. Uh, bring your electronics down here, recycle them. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. We're all done. Bye-bye. You must always face the curtain with a bat. Forget about your scene. Give the audience a grin. Enjoy it. It's your last chance anyhow. So always look on the bright side of death. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.